Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone from adults to teens and even children can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Again, that's csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, it's a little bit more sombering of an episode, but we're going to talk about the abuse of faith scandal. Is this the end of the SBC? I don't know. We're going to go find out. Mark, you ready to do this? I guess. Let's go. Let's go. Mark Hyde. I just realized your 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 uh, your little stool with your bubbly drink over there is in the shot. Oh for my goodness! <laughs> Gracious, great gravy. No man, this is uh this is to be honest with you, an episode that I close up. I uh, knew that we needed to enough. do, but it's not really one I want to do. It's to gonna be, be with you. It's gonna just be just being honest, and it's just hard to be like honest. like let's let's. Jump let's get into pumped it and up be, about sexual abuse yeah, Let's just get giddy about it. And it's hard to oh joke God. around. It's like, man, this is so sombering and it's sad and upsetting. And people are mad and hurt and grieving and all the things. Well, and if we're you want a to, joke, I'm looking at my hair in the in the YouTube. If I take off my little headphones, <laughs> I have like weird headphone hair. This so that's why, something to laugh about. This is why I wear the hat. There you go. Because you don't have to have mess up that little then, hair you then, got up there, right? Then, yeah, the little bit. Actually, so are you going to grow the Jesus hair back out? No, probably Are you not. done with Jesus hair is done? I'm probably, it's going to get cut here in the, very shortly. Wow. Next so couple You're weeks. officially old. Well, no, it's not old. It's. Uh, we'll just, let the Facebook people's decide. It's just. Uh, <laughs> what? The, if I'm old or not? Yeah. Listen, I'm the same age as Jesus, so. 33. 33, bro. Same age. You know how crazy is to think about how much that man did in 33 years? Yeah, a lot. Well, in three years, geez. <laughs> we don't have much of of the 30 years but prior, but we three years. We got oh. them three. Oh, well, goodness, man. So, to be honest, we, it's, I don't know how else to transition. Just, like, we don't have just, a lot of banter to talk about. Except I'm going to try to say, jump into the... I'm comfy right now. I'm crisscross applesauce. You, you, you are. You are. Because you can't call it Indian style anymore. No, all right. We so call it crisscross applesauce. We're gonna do the would you rather tonight. Ooh, okay. Just, we're gonna do some would you rather. We're just gonna ch- just kind of dive into those, and then we'll do the. You know, I just realized we haven't done would you rather's on Instagram in a while. I know. So I used to do that every Saturday, right. or Saturday morning. Yeah. Would you rather have your own private jet or have your own private island? Oh, I'm going with the island. I do. I have to pay like extra things to keep them running. Well, yeah, you got to do maintenance and gas and everything. Right now, else. I feel like Private Island but, is a better one, and then I can turn it into like a resort spot and make more money off of well, it. Well, then you got to spend money to make money, but you could do the same thing with I, Private I do Jet. My, I think I do my own island. I think right. I do my own Private Island, island too. Yeah, what people are saying? 68% yeah. said Private Island, 32% said your jet. jet That'd so. be cool, you know? Like, like, like legit, have your own little part of Hawaii. That's I yours. Would, I would have an Fuller island, island, and then it'd be like, I'm an island boy. I'm an island boy. <laughs> I just saw another video of them where it's like, which one to use more just appointment to your mother and the kid couldn't even read the sentence and he goes no that doesn't even make sense and the, and the guy uh, you know it's one of those like remixes he goes yeah. dude you can't even read your own like you can understand your own words <laughs> but yeah i'm an island boy okay we're not gonna read that one because would you rather kiss a girl or kiss a boy well i think we both I'd rather would rather kiss, kiss my wife <laughs> i'd rather yeah. kiss my wife okay would you rather be born <laughs> with a giraffe neck or be born with an elephant trunk um, give me that giraffe next. I can finally be tall. <laughs> give me the trunk with the power. Really? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> with the trunk. Where you can like whip people around. Big nose. Okay, so. Yeah, I could be my own personal sprinkler. <laughs> you know, that's how they wash themselves. It, it is. So here's a real question. If you have a elephant nose. Okay, let's, 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 let's dip into this. If you have an elephant, elephant nose, an elephant trunk, 
Sure. Would you no longer need your hands to feed yourself? Like, could you literally just sit there, be legit lazy as all get out, and just use your nose to swoop and, and eat, swoop and, and eat, swoop and eat? Would I have a bigger craving for peanuts and peanut butter? <laughs> what, what? I mean, I'm already the size <laughs> of an elephant. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny that. But the, what happens the, if the, you have wait, a peanut allergy? <laughs> it's, it's funny that these skinny guys, like, I want to be a giraffe and have a long neck, and the fat guys, like, I want to be me, an elephant. Give me, drum. give me that food, you dude. <laughs> dude, I, I think I would go with the giraffe neck, to be right, honest so with 59% you. 59% agree Except with you. Except, how would I eat? How would I get food up there, bro? Would I be able to. You like, got to eat the trees, man. Would I, would I be able to, like, scoop it down and be like. Like, no. how would that work? Got a big old tongue? Do pop, I get a tongue with it? Popcorn's out of the question. It gets stuck in your throat. No, no, no. I could toss it and play the game. No, it would like, get, <gasps> the kernels would get stuck in your throat. You wouldn't be able to swallow. Goodness. So okay. uh, 59% say be born with a draft neck. Because we're right. 49%. Draft neck is right. Percent, so all right, all right, what else we got? Right. What else we got? Last one. Eat everything you see. Lick everything you see. <laughs> <laughs> if you were, I am closing my eyes from now on. Um, I mean, Evie and Lucy already lick everything that they see, so it's, it's just kitchen yeah, gross, like, man. Okay, but they don't lick everything they see, right? <laughs> like, think of bathroom time, right? Oh, no. They don't lick or eat everything they see. <laughs> That's the weirdest question ever. Uh, I'm just going to go with lick because I don't have to actually eat it. I'm going to go with I'm, if I'm a blind person, I, mean, I will lick. It. I'm just going to say I'm lick gonna, right, because like, We're gonna go with I don't lick. eat everything. It's just going to be high 70s. 64% Ooh. say lick. 30, 36% say eat. Okay. <laughs> Wait, can, can we do one more? Because that was right. just weird. All right. Oh, oh, see, we went too far. Now there's a commercial. Ad. Hang Three, on a sec. Two, one. Skip, skip. video. Skip video. We are a high-quality show. We've already done this one. We have? Yes. Okay, uh, okay here we go. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. I didn't see it. You laughed and pulled your phone away too fast. Sorry <laughs> to even say. All right. Would you rather be the ugliest person in the world Uh-oh. or be the second ugliest person in the world? <laughs> be the ugliest or the second ugliest? You'd be like, I'm ugly. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Right. But if you're... But no, no, think about it. But if you are... But if you get the Ripley's, believe it or not, ugliest person in the world, we're talking that you can get some commercials. You could be involved in like, because that one kid does that weird like. The question is, is what, he's like in music videos now. Like but, that dude's freaking rich. But would would Beth be with you if you were the ugliest person? Right? Probably not. Pro, pro, but 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 but, but, but second, if yeah. you're the second, you get no recognition that you are the ugliest. Yes, but you can, when people go, oh. Golly, you're ugly. And you'd be but like, I'm yeah, but ugliest. I'm not the ugliest. So let me show so, you a picture of my friend. <laughs> so here's the real so so here <laughs> if we answer differently, if I'm right. like, I want to be the second, but you say the first, right. that's me Ready? saying I wish you were the ugliest. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one, second. second. <laughs> 76% agree with us. Be All right. the second All right, but, but, rock, paper, scissors. We gotta do it right now. Who'd be the ugliest? Oh, winner winner gets the second. Oh gosh. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You ready? All right. One time rock, paper, one scissors. Time, one on time. shoot we go. On shoot. Whoever wins is the second. Whoever right. loses is the ugliest. Wow, I, like, I noticed I just have a really bad farmer tan right That's now. That's all right. All right, let's all right. do this. Rock, rock paper, scissors, shoot. Ha! Dang it. Dang it. You're the well, ugly. I'm making I, I, all the we money. Just, did we just peak the system? We might have just, if we Everybody's blew like, your ah. eardrums out, I'm so sorry. But you are so, officially the ugliest person in the world. For our listeners, I lost. All right. When it comes to rock, paper, scissors, shoot, I suck. <laughs> and, I, and I won't tell you my secret, rock, paper, scissors. But he licks, so whatever. Anyways. Yeah, you, you wait half a second before and no. watch me throw. Oh, okay. no. What's your, what's your secret? I always throw scissors. Oh, <laughs> I just throw scissors. I throw. I always throw scissors. I throw random, but t typically I probably throw more rock, but I was like, no. See, I'm going to throw rock. He's going to throw paper, so I'm going to try to tie him here. Nope. And you threw scissors. I so. always throw scissors. Anyways, okay, let's, uh, the coffee. We are not, we drank coffee earlier. We drank, we drank all hand. of it. We drank the whole we thing, We drank bro. the whole carafe full of it. Right now, I have um, some pineapple, coconut, bubbly. I didn't want the And burps. an aqua. And so. What is that? Oh, no, no, what is that aqua? Like, did you so, put like the lemonade? This like, is. Squirt, like, the, mo no, it's like, the, it's thing, the electrolyte it replacement shake packs from from walmart it's oh a great yeah value. yeah yeah so we were getting because, really into those like the like the liquid flavor yeah packs. well well see i do these because they're full of electrolytes and i've been working out in the heat and so help replace my electrolytes working out in the heat or you've been working working in the heat out in the heat out in the heat oh okay so i just got anyways, that water bro so yeah courtesy you, of janelle thank you janelle thank you Janiel. anyways uh so we got a review it's no a coffee. really it's a really short one no coffee but that's all right we we can still have a good time uh you want to read this review sure okay, i'll read so ahead. this comes from may 5th 2022 from hail 25 i don't know what hail 25 hail 25 oh sorry 
I, I don't know what. I don't know. H- Haley? Maybe Haley? Maybe. Um, Maybe Hal. Oh, yeah, but my husband. Oh, Haley. I got the gender right. I got the gender right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but it says right, love so, it. So love it. Five stars from Hale25. It says, my husband found your podcast, and he told me about it, so I decided to listen. This happened at a time where I was telling myself I need to get closer to God. I'm glad he found this podcast because it has helped me. So Hale25, send us a message or an email or a text message and let us know your deets so we can get a mini swag bag in the mail to you. Time out. Your what? Your deets. Your what? Your deets. Speak English. Um... Your details, your 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 mailing address. Oh, okay. So I just I wasn't sure if like you forgot how to speak or like you're having a stroke or what. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure you, nah, bro, understood the English language. Nah, bro, all good. You're the one out here doing. <laughs> I'm an island boy. I mean, and island making fun boy. of me. Jeez, I don't even know, man. I don't. That's about the only part of the song I know is though is the island boy. You know, I. But I don't even know how to transition. I kind of want to transition, not transition. I want to trans to the time when those like kids were like 90 and we go what were you thinking then they're gonna go (laughs) (laughs) island geezers that could be a funny trend that'd be a funny funny montage of someone like like i'm an island boy and i'm an island geezer i'm an island grandpa like that (laughs) they just have a grandpa like dressed like them with the teeth they just totally roasted that'd be here for it that'd be fine but we're not supposed to judge others so let's uh (laughs) we talked about that two weeks ago anyways all right let's let's jump into this one man this, this one's is, yeah this one's a, a rough a one. one all right so we've had some fun but it's time to get serious um so as many listeners probably know and maybe some that don't uh, a report came out uh, at this point it's several weeks ago probably several now, couple I, months ago I, now we have to say while we're recording the SBC convention just like is it's, just it's, wrapping up it's just wrapping it's up wrapping today up. i believe right mm-hmm. i think so and and today scott yes, yeah today scott my pastor your formal colleague and pastor mm-hmm. um is My out boss. there with his wife yeah your boss your old you know boss. they dro- so the, the, it they was drove in anaheim. they yes. drove to anaheim i know it's funny because you what called you- and then i called them right like literally back minutes after. back and thankfully i got him first yeah and put him in a bad mood <laughs> Anyways, it wasn't my fault, uh, but our, and he, we called an Armorillo, Texas. He was like, yep, Armorillo, Texas. We were sitting on Sunday and he's like, yeah, I called him. He's in Armorillo, Texas. I said, hey, I called him and he was in Armorillo, Texas. Like, what time did you call? Oh, we called like literally back right, to right, back. right back to back. So, so uh, anywho, but yeah, so Scott so, and Laura were down in Anaheim. Yep. Yeah. So this conversation is, is pretty hot, hot off the press news right now. Mm-hmm. Um, of this 205, I believe it was, page report. Yeah, 205-page document with over 700 entries of cases of um, sexual abuse and sexual misconduct in the SBC, which is the Southern Baptist Convention. And, and, and actually, just, just to correct that, it's not just SBC names, because even like, yes, j- like yes, uh, right. Pastor it's, Scott it's, from First Baptist Amen. Right, it's Bapt- Baptist. It's a Baptist it's convention. Ba- it's a Baptist But it's, it's the Southern Baptist Convention, right? Right, and That's, they had the list, and there are other names. Uh, yeah. yeah, so even some non-denoms are... A part of this convention, but anyway, there was there were seven hundred so, cases and so, entries. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna read. So uh, uh, I believe it was the Washington Times. I'm trying to remember which newspaper came out, but it was called the Abuse of Faith Report. So I'm gonna read a little article uh, from the Guardian, and the it'll be the whole article will be in the show notes. But uh, I just wanted to pull this little excerpt out. Sorry, coffee. <laughs> that was a nice little hiccup there. Um, so, what is the abuse of faith report? The issue at hand is the release by the SBC of a 205 page document naming hundreds of Baptist leaders and members accused or found guilty of sexual abuse of children. The list, which includes, which it's more than just children, it's all sorts of sexual abuse and sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Uh, the list, which includes 700. Entries on cases between 2000 and 2019 was released after a bombshell third-party investigation by Guidepost Solutions said that convention leaders in the executive committee failed the public and its community by mishandling sexual abuse cases and mistreating victims and survivors. The article later on goes on to say that the initial report was released after a seven-month investigation that revealed 380 leaders and volunteers in the SBC have faced public accusations of sexual abuse. It said that the SBC's general counsel and spokesman had kept their own private list of abuse, abusive ministers and the leaders of the SBC executive committee had focused for decades on trying to protect the SBC from liability for abuse 
and local churches. And again, that was um, the title of the article from The Guardian was the U.S. Southern Baptist Churches Face Apocalypse Over Sexual Abuse Scandal. Yeah, and, and, and if you don't mind me letting like add into this a little bit, and, and I know we're, we're not going to get into that report a ton tonight. Yeah, we're not reading all the names. You sorry. know, and, and there's well, well, three quick things, uh, two quick things. One is um, J.D. Greer, who was the, we talked about him last week right. with, with Beth's question. Uh, he was the former president. You mean, you mean this question? Yeah, that question right there. We're keeping that over there. Uh, <laughs> not for this week. Um, but J.D. Greer, he has, uh, he has his own podcast called Ask J.D. Greer Anything, where they ask him about the question and he answered it just on his own for about well, five minutes well okay and, and oh, just to prefer just to preface that jd greer used to be uh he was president okay the president yeah. of of the sbc yep. and so, so. If, if you're not familiar with the southern Baptist convention how it works the convention truly only exists like three days out of the year when the right. convention comes together as the, what we call messengers which are the people from the local churches come together and they they can bring things to the floor and they vote on things as a convention it's not a top down run it's actually bottom up run it's but, an autonomous church but you have to have people in place to do sure. the different things so the executive committee is a handful of leaders that were voted on and that's their job is to literally take care of the ins and outs of the convention throughout right. the year cuz there's still stuff that has to happen but the president his job, he doesn't get paid to be the president. It's more of just a SBC pastor who's elected by the people to be the president. And normally the president gives like the direction and the focus and the mission of, not the mission, because the mission doesn't change, but the focus of here's what the SBC is going to be focused. Like, like, like this mission One life right at a time. Well, no, that's, yeah, so that's, that's Southside's mission. However. Right, but it came from, didn't it come from, oh no, that was one person. Yeah, so, so our Southside yeah. was all about one life at a time right. since way before I sure, showed up sure. Southside. But um, back when Johnny Hunt was the president of the North American Mission Board, which his name came out in this, and that was a big blow to the SBC, was, yeah. he had one life at a time. Right. And like, that you know, who's your one life? Who's your one life? I think. Yeah. Who's your one life? And that yeah. was part of an SBC initiative. But J.D. Greer was the elected president. He was president for, I think, three years. It was supposed to only be two, but then COVID was kind of a bonus year for him. Sure. And so all of this stuff started surfacing when he was president. And he said, we need to focus in harder on this. So so he did it. Um, so he was involved. He was the president of the convention when the the messengers voted on they need to start researching into this so mm -hmm. he's not the president now and he was not the last most recent president but he was president when they announced that they are going to do this and the the actual churches voted on a four million dollar movement to sure. figure out what's going on with the sexual abuse stuff and so it was the most um, all the red tables gone. They had a guidestone had open access to every little detail and no one could say no. It was a really sure. cool thing. Um, but on his own podcast, ask JD Greer anything he talked about for 25 minutes of what actually it was and, and why does it matter? And, and how should we think and about I'll these I'll things? drop that, that link to that. Cause you, yeah. you said it to me, I'll drop it. And in there's the show another notes. one though that I, I should send you. Cause it was actually, um, Preston Sprinkle on a, on a different podcast I listened to called theology in the raw. Yeah. And so Preston Sprinkle is a great theologian. He interviews people all the time. He actually interviewed J.D. Greer, and they sure. talked for about 50 minutes sure. about this topic. So yeah. if you want to dive into specific the topic, I'll, I'll drop them we'll, in the show We'll drop them in the show notes because that will explain what they actually, all yeah. the ins and outs, because we don't have, we're not going to go into all the ins and outs of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the whole focus of this episode is, of the report. Is, is not going to be focusing so much on the SBC, right? Right. That, that was just a qu quick little history lesson. But why are we talking about this on the podcast well you and i actually belong to part of the sbc and, and i'm assuming maybe wrongly but i'm assuming that there's a lot of listeners that are probably a part their, of the SBC their, their well. church is probably part of the sbc yes um and so because of the affiliation because it is making headline news i've had actually um, non-safe people bring this report up in arguments now uh especially because right now data recording we're in the pride month still um and they'll be like, well, how can you guys say you're loving and you guys got this, uh, you know, you guys are totally against gay people. And, oh, by the way, you got over 700 sexual abusing ministers and leaders in your convention. And look at Christians, look at Christians. So it's something that that needs to be addressed, right? Right. Yep. And and who who is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller? We're just a couple of guys from South Bend. I mean, our voice, though, we're reaching out to to many people across the world. In all honesty... 
we don't mean a whole lot. We just trying to bring Jesus to the subject. Right. So. And so, and, 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 and then, you know, the, the circle back a little bit, which actually is the perfect transition for the, my second thought is the reason why this report is such a big deal is it's not so much that the SBC covered up 700 names and they're also active in church, but they literally, the executive committee had this list and they were advised by lawyers to basically just sit down and shut up. So when acute when when victims came forward, they didn't handle the the those cases properly. And then when people were abused, they didn't give public knowledge of all of it. Now, everyone on that list is they're not on the executive executive committee now. They have no leadership in the SBC at all. And most I mean, I would say probably all the pastors that were actually accused of sexual sin brought to the court, they were found guilty of this list. So it's not sure. like the SBC was covering up list of 700 people right. it's more the fact of they cared more about saving their own jobs saving, saving and face. saving face of the sbc yeah. and oh no 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 we just need to keep the main thing they made let's focus on evangelism this will this will take away and hurt sure. the name of the sbc but it so they it. cared more of the name of the sbc sure. and the mission than the victims sure and that's that's, that's kind of where the issue comes from and that's kind of where we want to really dive yeah. into yep. is some of that stuff today so uh, first question is, Is uh, should there be transparency uh, in the church when a grievous sin is committed? Now, um, you know, is should the church be um, made aware for, you know, Mark, you, you, you spit in somebody's face? You know, I, I, I don't think so. I'm just trying to think of the most ridiculous, <laughs> right. non, like, super grievous well, but, thing. But, but there's people who right? sin against people in the church all the time. All the time you know? it happens. And, all and, the time. Does the church need to be made of every grievous sin? No, because there should be some. You should always try to handle it at the lowest level, right? The lowest level being you and your brother, right? And between Matthew, one another, right? And Matthew eighteen fifteen through nineteen says, if your brother sins against you, go tell him his fault between you and him alone, right? Uh, if he listens to you, you have gained a brother. But if he won't listen, then you take one or two others with you so that by the testimony of two or three witnesses, every fact may be established. If he doesn't pay attention to them, tell the church. If he doesn't pay attention even to the church, let him be like a Gentile and a tax collector to you. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about any matter that you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Uh, for there, uh, for where two or three gathered in my name, there I am among them. So I just wanted to lay that structure out for right so there's there's a pr a process and a procedure that Christ lays out for us um and so um how should we handle uh handle sin in the church um this there's i got a nice little great article from gotquestions.org man we love that place we love, we love that they're place they're such a great resource not sponsored but we love that place yeah so they say so the first step in handling sin in the church is for someone with knowledge of the situation often a pastor or an elder to confront that person in love expressing concern and explanation uh explaining the spiritual ramifications of uh if the sin continues uh, if the sin, sitting member refuses to repent a second step must be taken the one who originally confronted the person needs to take along uh, another godly, uh, I'm thinking they were meant to say person, people. It says godly people and visit the sinning member again. The presence of others may uh, serve to, in man, I can't read tonight, serve to <laughs> induce the sinner to repent. Uh, if not, there are witnesses to all that is said and done, preventing any false claims or denials later. The interview needs to include scripture-based reproof and opportunities for restoration, which we talked about, right? And yep. judging verses such as 1 John 3, 3 through 10, uh, 1 John 5, 18, Luke 14, 25 through 27, Matthew 7, 16 through 23, and Ephesians 5, 3 may be helpful at this time. If after the second step, the church member still refuses to repent, of the sin, Jesus uh, says to tell it to the church, Matthew eighteen seventeen, which we just read. Mm -hmm. uh, an action that would bring even more pressure to bear. If that fails and the offending member is to be removed from the church and considered an unbeliever, see 1 Corinthians 5, 9 through 13. The process shows the seriousness of sin in the church and the need to strive for reconciliation. The steps that Jesus outlines to protect the purity and reputation of the church should not be sidestepped or ignored. So, should there be transparency in the church when a grievous sin is committed? Yes and no, right? There's, okay. there's a process. So, um, there's a process of how we deal with things, and um, sometimes dealing with things is is you turn you turn yourself in right like right and, and, and we're talking about grievous 
grievous sense. Here. sense. And, and, but this is where I think, you know, this is the appropriate response to go to someone who has sinned against you. Yes. But, and where I think the church fails oftentimes, which we've seen this with um, so many different issues over the years, is the fact of the church takes this and does this process with every little thing. And there's sometimes when this is all that needs to be done. Like, 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 okay, for example, having an affair is not illegal. Right. Like you can't go to jail for having an affair. No, but it's, it's a grievous but sin. But it's a grievous sin. However, a sexual sin towards a minor or needs to be addressed or through. a killing or yes. you know, you know, grand That's larceny. All these different things. You right. know, and, and even like for me when I was a youth pastor, I, I had to learn this where if a teen came to me with certain information that put themselves or another person at harm, I had to legally tell their parent within 24 hours. Yes. And if their parent didn't do anything with it, yes. I legally have to report that to DCS. So again, here here comes, right, where we tie in the Romans 13, right, of where there's a governing authority over us that we need to obey, right? right. And so the governing law says, hey, this, needs, this type of stuff needs to be reported, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a procedure behind it. And we need to follow that procedure. And so... Doesn't need to be made known to the church in a grievous, say, child sexual child abuse. Hundred percent. It needs to be dealt with one on one and with the authorities, right? <laughs> right. And then made known that hey, this has gone on, right? In my opinion, and not because um, that person is unrepentant, because maybe they are repentant, but because the church needs to be made aware for protective purposes. Right, but I think we miss a step there. And this is where the first reporter comes in where like 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 let's say for example like a a teen came to me, sure. right? And like like I'm not a youth pastor anymore, right? Sure. And a teen came to me and told me information that was not okay. Sure. And my job is I can't sit in the okay, well let me let me just get people in the church involved and we're going to take care of this matter in church, especially like with sexual abuse, no, right? No. And like if a teen came and said, "Hey, I'm in this and this is what happened." Sure. Me, my job isn't to confront that person one on one and then bring another person. That's the way a lot of the church does it. And they right. keep it internal. No, no, no. Yeah, and right. They no, around. Right. It's literally, and this is where most churches screw up. Is this is where DCS comes into play? Where no, no, you tell the authorities. DCS, DCS doesn't want bad things to happen, but their job is to look into it sure. and figure things so out. So here's the thing, right? So you know? if your brother sins against you, right, you're to go do it. Right. So this is a sin if, against you. If okay, so if you've been told of a sin, right? Say it. Say a teen came to you and confided and told you of a sin, say a sexual abuse sin, mm -hmm. right? A child, a minor. It is your job to go to that person and go, okay, you screwed up and we're going to the authorities right now. You're going to turn yourself in because if you don't do it, I'm going to place a call right now. And that's a pressure, right? Mm -hmm. You're giving them the opportunity to do the right thing. And then after that, now you got to do what the government says, right? The government, you got to turn it in, right? Uh, and it's not, it's got to be. And see, I would skip that and go right to the authorities, to be honest with you. Well, yes, but you need to verify too, right? How do you know they're not lying? That's what DCS's job is. They just, that's why they have the investigators to look into it. Okay. But I still think it's our responsibility to deal with the brother at the same time. It can be both done at simultaneously. To be honest with you, I think it, it it's to be difference with different sins. Like, so for example, like, you know, if someone sinned against me, like for example, uh, like if someone slandered me or came after me or uh, treated me wrong or said something, it's my job to say, hey, this is what happened. We need to figure this out. But when it's involving a kid, it's not my job to, oh, well, you sinned against this person, so let's figure this out. No, no, no. It's, it's not a figure a, it out. It's, it's a, a boom, boom, I'm calling. Like, we have to get the authorities involved. No, it's in a, situation. hey, you're going to call or I'm going to call, but I'm giving you the opportunity to do the right thing and call right mm -hmm. now. And I'm not leaving. It's, you're, you're, I'm going to call and wait for them to come, but you're going to do it or I'm going to do it, and we're going to do it right now. Right, and, see, and, and I would just make the call. Yes, yeah, see, I wouldn't. I, I'd go to them and say, hey, this is going on, and I know about it because I want them to know that I know about it. It ain't going to be a backhanded thing where I'm sending somebody that claims to be a brother. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to confront you, and you're going to do the right thing, or I'm going to make you do the right thing. That's just how I am. Yep. And so so, so with the, the, the conversation today, when it talks about this, you know, each one of these pastors that were in these trusted leadership positions, they, I, I don't know about all of them, but I would say the majority of them, at least, I know I can say, they were found guilty of sure. sexual misconduct. Yes. But then the question then becomes, 
And I think this is the question that you were asking is how transparent now do we be with all these churches? Because like right. the, this is what most people and don't I think, understand about the SBC. Is and I think it should we're be not a, top down, we're bottom up. And it should so. be 100% transparent. Right. So should we just have like this? And so I think what people are asking is, as we had this list of all these abuse things, but all of us in the SBC, we didn't know but about it. But here's the thing, right? So why why does it need to be transparent? Say the brother goes and does his time, brother, sister, whatever goes, does their time, and now wants to return to the church. Why does it need to be transparent? Because people got to know. But why? For the safety and security of, of the church, because the church needs to be know what's... And? And so they can come alongside that person. There right? you go. Yeah, so it's it's about safety of others. Mm-hmm. And so people can keep that person, other person that's coming back. Yes, we, we can restore you, and we're going to come alongside you, but there's boundaries now. Right. You've broken trust, and we have to set up these boundaries to protect the innocent. Because right. boundaries aren't bad. Boundaries no. aren't sinful. No. We talked about that in another episode, Exactly. Too. No, uh, exactly. And so it's just like, um, I'm trying to think of a sin that <laughs> would be easier than sexual misconduct sin, but it's really hard to think of one. Uh, uh, here's here's one. Okay, so someone, um, you, you, you hear sometimes of people who have the uh, treasury role in the church, sure. and they swindle money. Yes. How about that right. one? That's a yeah, good one. That's a good one. So I wouldn't put them alone with the church's money in a room by themselves. Just you, like you would never touch the money. Just like if it was a sexual predator, right? Say, say we'll we'll take the child predator out of it. We'll just say a sexual what, in general. We'll just say had an affair. We'll we'll go down that way. So we'll we'll lessen it even more, right? Instead of dealing with the extreme, we'll lessen it more. Say say somebody who had an affair. I would say brother, I'm just letting you know, sister, I'm just letting you know uh we got to put up safety nets for other people so that you don't fall in that same sin and they don't fall in that sin and you guys are not you're not allowed to be with the same or the opposite sex in the same room by yourself. It's a protection for you and it's a protection for everybody to make sure that this doesn't happen again, right? And so those are the things. And it's the same with um, we had that pastor in Warsaw, right? And I'm mm, did you hear about a, this? Yeah, yeah, I, I've been keeping up with that one. So the pastor in Warsaw, which for uh, people who don't know, it's a community right outside of South. It's End. yeah, what within a half hour, forty five minute drive. Forty five minutes, yeah. Um, who took advantage consensually, but still she wrong because minor. she was a minor. She right? was sixteen. That's what I'm saying. And you could, it was. It, it didn't happen right away. <laughs> it was in my preda- opinion, man. You groomed it her was, for years. It was gonna say it was predatorial. Hundred percent. In my opinion. Hundred percent. But that's I just agree. my opinion. I'm not God. I can't prove that. Right. Right. But uh, and they haven't released he, everything yet. In he terms of the, the findings. he had relations with a sixteen-year-old girl that lasted nine years. I don't remember years. how long. I think I, I, I honestly to, don't remember. So how I long. watched the whole confrontation, the church confrontation. Somebody videoed it, um, and I think it was nine. I think she said nine years. Yeah, it was a while, but, but either way. So so in the video, keep um, going because I know where you're going with it. So th- there should have never been a moment where this pastor would have been in a room by himself with a 16-year-old girl to take advantage of her. And I say take advantage because she's a minor and her brain is not fully developed. And let's just, pastors got some sway, right? Pastors have authority and power and sway mm-hmm. for to use for good or for evil. Um, and he used it for evil. And he swayed her to have relationships with him that carried on. He was, he was married, so he was having an affair. He was having an affair with a minor. He coerced a minor. And he carried on in it for eight or nine years or however long it was, seven years. Well, I can't remember exactly how long, but a long time. Mm-hmm. And he, one, he should have never, ever been in a room alone, right? That's that's protection, right? And and you and I, you and we I have talked had, about we've had this, this conversation yeah. a lot about how even texting a female in a thread by yourself is dangerous ground. Yep. Very dangerous. I mean, ground. Beth has, that's why Beth has access to every one of my things. Well, but you know? even even like okay, as a youth pastor, right? And this is why I'm very skeptical and leery of chat groups uh, because chat groups can lead to personal conversations that nobody knows about with the opposite sex and the youth leader, and it happens obviously a lot. We can read the report mm-hmm. on how many youth leaders there were, so it happens a lot, and. This is why the safeguard needs to be, no, I cannot be in a chat group. Like, I can be in a chat group off my wife's phone, so she has access to it 100% of the time. But it's easy for a guy, right, to be able to delete a message off his phone real quick in a heartbeat. Nobody will ever know, right? 
guys are cynical like that and will figure things out that are just stupid. And so it's better not to even put yourself or put the other person, the female person or whoever in, in harm's way um, by putting in a situation like that where those relationships can fester and grow into something that is unbiblical and sinful and harmful um, to the other person. And so I, I think it's, you gotta, he should have never, ever been in that position. She, he sh- should have never allowed her to be in that position. And yep. that all happened because he had sin in his heart and he found an opportunity and he took the opportunity, which was sickening in yep. my opinion. And, and so I had the, it doesn't say how long, but it's more the fact of he stood up and said, I committed adultery for 20 years. I yeah. had no, no apologies. And she walked up and with her husband and said, uh, or th- was it with her husband? Um, I just said it with the main one. He, did, he didn't say no apologies. He said no excuses. No, no excuse. I have no defense. Yeah. I committed it. Say it plainly. I didn't make a mistake. I didn't have an issue. I, I, right. I didn't have an affair. I didn't make a misjudgment. I sinned. Well, that is an affair. But uh, I need to say, uh, I need to say that, and you deserve to hear it. And then she walked up, basically like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's no, get the no, story no. straight. Let's here. get the story straight. Yeah. This was. This was with a minor. This was rape. This was going on for years. I've been in prison for not twenty years, but twenty-seven years. Like, so it happened 27 years ago, not just 20 no, years ago. No, I don't ago. think that was that long, was it? Yeah, 27 years. She lived in a prison for 27 years, not 20. But it's the fact that mm. that he's like, oh, I just had an affair. And she was like, no, 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 this wasn't an affair. This is like, this is with a minor. Like, this was this should be considered You destroyed rape. her. Right. And so it's the fact. And then the hard part was is you see the church gather around the pastor of, of morning, the pastor, and she's up there like, no, I'm the victim here. Yeah, Why are right. you pre- like? Like, get this then, man out of here. And then if you watch the congregation after she stepped down, they're all hugging her and, and like, questioning, like, why did you do this? And then, like, the deacons are trying to act, like, well, you know, we got to come around. They're like, no, we don't want to hear from you. We want to hear from him directly. He can speak. He did this act by himself. He can speak by himself. Right. And so they're still investigating it. Yeah. And, it's, say, and, and that's not what we're here to talk about. No, but it's more but, just a simple fact of when grievous sins happen, you know, they need to be made known. They need to be made, especially ones as important like this, right. you know, and and not hidden and uh, stuff, especially involving children or rape or murder, need to be brought to the authorities as soon as possible. Right, and so and, and with this report, those pastors, it was brought to the authority, but it it's was. more the fact of the the, the the committee tried to keep it under wraps because right. the lawyers kept saying that they, they they were, and this is where people get frustrated because what they did was not necessarily illegal, but right. it was unethical and immoral so, and all these things. So know? we want to, you know, look at this. Okay. Because they did some stuff. Right. And even us being part of the SBC, I had no idea that this was going, this kind of, scandal, this kind of scandal was going on. So, wow. um, I, I, I'm guessing that there needs to be a little bit of church discipline, in my opinion, of these guys, right? They, they didn't commit themselves the grievous sin, but they helped cover it up. But there still needs to be some accountability happening. But right again, here. the question, and this was the question that a lot of people have, is did they actually cover it up? Because all these people have had to face, you know, they had to face the music. But just like we said, it should have been made known. Right. Right. Especially because some of these people were church bouncing mm-hmm. and they knew a little about bit, it. Yeah. And, and that's they the thing. Knew and, about they, it. and they didn't handle the people's. In terms of the victims coming forward, they did so, not do their due diligence there. So it's more that they, right. they also failed in that regards too. So they wanted to save face. What are the five purposes of of church discipline? This comes from the Gospel Coalition, right? Okay. And, and and I don't want to deal with the sexual predators, right? We're gonna we're gonna move past them now, and now we I want to deal with a little bit of the those who like let's go a bigger picture who kind of ha- hit it under their hat right mm-hmm. well, that that's what we'll say we won't say cover up we'll say hit it under their hat yeah that, that's fair i think that's a fair um mm-hmm. so what are the purposes of discipline when when this is all going on which i'm assuming there's going to be some sort of um reprimand or something for for all of this right there's got to mm-hmm. be something and i'm guessing that's probably we'll find out more or i'll yeah, find out more when scott comes back well but I, don't, I i don't think it's done I, it is not done and and like, i'm you know i'm, I don't I'm think guessing i'm guess i don't know legally if anything's going to happen um but me as an sbc member i expect something to be done in the sbc and if it's not then i i personally will probably leave the sbc just because of it um but number one uh discipline aims to expose uh, sin, like a cancer, loves to hide. Discipline exposes the ca- uh, exposes the cancer so that it might be cut out quickly. See First Corinthians five two. Uh, this is where it like it's like point blank. This is what I feel like the committee did right personally. 
is that they hid something. They, they hid a sin, right? Though they didn't commit the sin, they hid the sin. And it's one of those things that, like they said, it should be exposed, right? Mm-hmm. The discipline aims to expose the sin. Uh, number two, discipline aims to warn, right? A church does not enact God's retribution through discipline. Rather, it stages a small play that pictures the great judgment to come. Discipline is a compassionate warning. That comes from 1 Corinthians 5, 5. Number three, discipline aims to save. Church Churches pursue discipline when they see a member taking the path toward death. And none of them are pleading and arm-waving because the person to turn... Uh, causing the person to turn around. It's the device of last resort for bringing an individual to repentance. Now, as far as the ex- executives, I don't know where they lie with all this, right? I don't mm-hmm. know if they're like, I was totally justified and, and you guys don't have nothing, you know, but no, the fact that there were some names on that list, like Johnny hunt, oh, who was man. still in leadership and these different yeah, things. Right. And, and, and again, it was more of accusations that sure. weren't handled. Right. And so, sure. Again, those people have stepped down, but it's like for people like, you know, I, I know Scott was a big Johnny Hunt fan. I, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I listened to a lot of Johnny right. Hunt. So, so, yeah, I think that there was there there is definitely some stuff. So discipline aims to protect, number four, just mm-hmm. as a cancer spreads from one cell to another, so sin quickly spreads from one person to another. And I think this is where they, I think this is where it failed. Right. They didn't protect. There was zero protection. Correct. Right? This, is, this is it, yeah. So uh, number five, discipline aims to represent a good witness for Jesus, which, again, I don't think that they did very well. Church discipline, uh, strange to say, is actually good for non-Christians because it helps to preserve the attractive distinctiveness of God's people. Church re- churches, remember, should be salt and light, but if the salt loses its saltiness, Jesus said, it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled on by men, Matthew 5, 13. So how can members... That's, that's, this is the so question. How can members... This is the magic question. ...of the SBC scandal respond now? Mm-hmm. And this... Uh, so a lot of this, it's like I had to, I pulled, right? Because it's like I'm kind of still processing it all myself. But this is from the Gospel Coalition again. Um, and this is their thoughts, right? This is their thoughts. Okay. Um, and then we'll just, we'll go into a discussion and, and we'll close it out with our final thoughts on, on the whole scandal. Sounds good right? to me. Make it easy. Uh, so it says, today, Southern Baptists are feeling many things, grief, pain, disgust, horror, shame, and rage. In other words, Southern Baptists are getting just a taste of what abuse victims have felt for decades as they suffered in silence, uh, maligned and neglected by the ones who should have offered them help. Online, men and women from SBC churches are clearly horrified at what they've read. What can we do? Here are four recommendations for how Southern Baptists and all Christians can respond to this report. And I'm going to go through all four things that they say. One, don't look away. In moments like these, we're all tempted to say, this doesn't pertain to me. We're, uh, we're tempted to ask, is that my problem? It's an echo of the excuse spoken east of Eden. Am I my brother's keeper? Genesis 4, 9. The answer to the question was always yes. So much mistreatment and abuse has happened because Baptists refuse to look refuse to learn, refuse to listen. Undoubtedly, this is painful. But as light pours into a dark place, don't shut your eyes or refuse to see. Educate yourself on the plight of the abuse. Read the report. Learn to help. Number two, don't downplay it. Some people or some will be tempted to say this is just a few bad apples or most of this was in the past. Humility requires us to honestly admit we have no clue how much of this continues now. This report, limited in scope, is the first words of abuse in our convention, not the last. More will come out. A similar scandal destroyed the witness and the reputation of the Roman Catholic Church. Page 58 of the report documents how uh, Father Thomas Doyle wrote to the uh, I'm sorry wrote to the SBC leaders in March 2007. He expressed his concerns that the SBC leaders could be falling into some of the same patterns as the Catholic leaders in not dealing with clergy sex abuse. And he urged the Southern Baptists should learn from Catholic mistakes by taking action early on to implement structural reforms. Sadly, his warning was dismissed by SBC leaders. The priest responded that such reactions are standard for people in church leadership positions who tend to place the needs of the institution before the Christian obligations. We cannot continue to dismiss warnings. We must learn humility and stop pretending this is overblown. Mm. Number three, don't be silent. We must 
listen and learn. We must also speak up. A source of clear pain throughout the report is often abuse victims stood alone as they fought for reforms. If we read this report and cannot find our voice, how are we any different from those in James 2.16 who say, be warned and filled and then refuse to give food and clothing? Mm. Number four, finally, don't walk away. The last point is directed to my Southern Baptist brothers and sisters rather than the Christians at large. Many of you are likely ready to walk away at this point, but who are you walking away from? We, know, uh, we now know that our leaders, our money, our institutions hurt people. Can we say with a clear conscience, I'm done? At this point, when justice cries out, dare we walk away? This is the hour to speak up, to refuse to yield, to fight for the justice and mercy God requires of us. To walk away from the SBC now is to walk away from victims. To walk away now is to walk away from our responsibility. And that's that's the heavy part. Right. And, you know, as, as I'm reading through this, it's the issue that we have with the executive committee doing what they did. Um, and, yeah, this was a guy who I, I pastored at an SBC church, yeah. and, and these were the people that I looked up to, is the fact of they placed their own needs and the, the name. They, they, they wanted the name of the SBC to not go down rather than, Say no, we got problems, and we're trying to take care of this. Right, you know, and and I, I find it really interesting because I actually didn't know about the 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 Father Thomas Doyle that he wrote to the SBC. He goes, we. It, it's kind of one of those like like he actually did the whole Matthew 18 thing where he's like, look, I, I'm going to you guys. Like yeah. I, this, I see <laughs> this the same, stuff. This I see is the, the same pa- thing. I see the patterns. And and I and I and that was 15 years ago. And that's the fact. And and. I didn't even know that. And I was in the SBC, you know? Right. And the fact of all this stuff was going on. And this is the crazy thing, too, is when J.D. Greer became president, and he talked about this in one of the interviews uh, with Russell Moore, mm. they heard rumors as sure. as when they were at, when J.D. Greer stopped. So let's dig into this a little bit more. So it really wasn't until, was it 2019, 2020, when this stuff started to be uncovered and unsurfaced and right. to figure out what's really going on. Right. And so... I don't want to just say, oh, my heart goes out to the victims. No. But it does. It, it does. And <laughs> it does. And now's the time to speak up and voice your concerns to your leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're the messengers that go to the SBC. Right. And and this is the other thing, too. The beautiful thing about the SBC is any person in the SBC is also a messenger, too. So, right. like, our church sends messengers. We send a certain amount of messengers. Yes. We send both pastors, which I never went to the SBC convention. Sure. Um, I was always back at the church doing the church thing while Scott went, and normally the other messengers were actually just members of the church, Right. to be honest with you. And so the messengers, you know, our role is to stand up, speak up, which, to our credit, that's who called for this. Right. The people who called yes. for, no, no, let's spend millions on this whole investigation. Those were the but messengers the, that called for it. At this point, we can't do anything about the past. Nope. But we need to put protections in place today to protect for the predators that are still out there. Mm-hmm. And we have to be there for the victims. Right. And so, and this is, this is my, this would be my call, right? Cause I'm no longer in a pastoral role and right. you're not in a pastoral role. We're, we're just lay, lay men, lay elders who yep. love the church. We right. love our pastors. We love our people. We love our kids. And uh, as a, as a, as a parent of a kid who has suffered trauma and abuse, um, and, and, uh, and I don't want to say sexual, sexual abuse, but more cause that's, that's, I don't believe true. Um, uh, but more just the fact of, you know, my kids come out of the foster care system where like, like, like drug abuse, like they had sure. to deal with that, watching the trauma of that, having to watch my kids deal with some of this, I can't imagine what it's like to be the person going through that. Right. And I think for us as a church, we need to wake up and realize that although we, as Christians are called to trust one another, we're, yes, we're a family. Yes, we're do this. Boundaries are okay. Boundaries are safe. Boundaries are good. Yes. And there's certain things that we can do. Simple things like as simple, like literally as simple as putting security cameras and have round the clock recording. Yeah. Perfect. Easy. Like that's good. It's easy. easy. It's easy. It costs money. Sure. But who cares? But it's like, oh, well, that's going to cost us a thousand dollars to install the system. And how many people is it going to help protect? And how many people does it take for us to do this? It's kind of the same I with mean, school how, shootings. How, how, you know, how many, how many people have to die before we do something? How valuable is a life? Exactly. And the answer is invaluable. More, more than more than a thousand, right? More and than a, a million, more than a billion, 
more than a trillion. I mean, <laughs> right. And and, our, and the job of the pastor is to be the shepherd, the protector, yeah. the the protect right. it from the and wolves. Un- and unfortunately, the pastors are the ones that are the wolves in sheep's clothing and right now. That's the scary that's the reality. And that's why I think we. This is a call where I think it's not for pastors to figure it out, but for lay people to call on their leaders and their pastors to do something. Well, and this and is why hold, and hold their pastors accountable. Exactly. And this is why I actually loved people like in our church, and I'll, I'll say names. Like this is why I loved people like Aaron Fairchild and for Dan Birch and uh, at, at Southside specifically, who that's their number one priority. And I loved calling them brothers, and they were part of. Like, I met with them all the time to go like, what are what, what can we do better? What can we do better? What can we do right. to make sure our kids are protective, protected physically, spiritually, right. and emotionally? All these different things, and um, goodness gracious, now is the time for us as lay people to look up to our elders our, our elders and our leaders and our pastors and say, we need to change things inside the church to protect our kids. Because it's not yes. just our kids. It's well, my not, kid. It's your kid. Well, not just kids, though. A lot of but these people even the weren't victims. kids. A lot of these people were just, it was, they, I mean, they, it was all yeah. sorts of stuff. It's, I don't know if you've read the report, but I've, re- I've, I've gone through as much as I can stomach going through them. Um, and it's just all, all sorts of stuff. It's awful. Stuff. It's just. <sighs> and a lot of it stems from. Uh, the abuse of power and and because spiritual matters easily flip to emotional and yes. if a pastor is not prepared to put the boundary in place then it's not good yeah and and that's 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 where it honestly gets this is this is where pastoral ministry that no one knows unless you've sat in that seat I mean I, I know you know it I know you get it is sitting in that pastoral seat's very hard because we're dealing with you know, as, as a pastor, you're dealing with spiritual hurt. You're dealing with guidance and counseling and, and relationship building and, and loving people and trying to do the best for people. And sadly, you know, I believe that most of the, hopefully, I hope to believe that most of these pastors that became pastors were, did it for the right reasons. But this is should be a warning sign to all of us to know that oh, it, this could happen to any one of us if we let our guard down. So, you if, know, if like, you, I, like I'm, I'm just processing this out loud of this is something that we need to watch out for, for ourselves personally. Sure. But then also we need to hold people up to account for what they did. And we got to change some things, you know? So if you're, you're a person who is a victim or knows a victim of what's gone on in the SBC or really, frankly, any type of sexual abuse or anything like that, reach out to us. We, we can help put you guys in contact with some good resources, some, um, some good counseling, um, we will do the research and the time to put in to help whoever we need to help in this time. Uh, if you're near us, we will gladly sit down with you and just be there with you. Drink a cup of coffee, you know, hear your story, listen to you, try to encourage you and just be here with you um, through these times. Uh, we don't want anybody to feel like they're alone. Um, I know as far as Southside, and I'm sure same way at, at New Life, uh, our leadership team is already looking at what changes do we need to make to make sure we're more protected as not just a leadership team, but as a congregation as a whole. Um, and I'm sure new life is probably doing something very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it causes a lot of churches that are good churches in the SBC. I don't want to down downplay the SBC, right? The S the, 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 congregations that make up the SBC there's a lot of good congregations and, and, and I'm not trying to dismiss thing with the SBC right? yeah and I'm not trying to dismiss as what, of what happens but no, not all. Um, I think this gives a lot of pause and reflect time for a lot of the churches that make up the SBC to look at and go wow we need to be better we need to be better and we've made mistakes and how do we come back from this and how do we help the victims of this, right? Whether they're in our own congregation or in another congregation, how can we help? That's, that's all I got to say, my friend. Yeah, man, it's, I had a thought and I was just listening to you speak and, you know, at, at the end of the day, this is not okay. And I think we need to call a spade a spade Yeah, and say, this is not okay. And not just say, oh, you know, screw it, we're going to walk away. Because I've right. heard so many people's testimonies, including people from my own youth group, from my own church, who say, I'm done with this God thing because look at all you Christians. And right. and I want to encourage the person listening right now who's on that fence of, you know, I'm not sure if I want to believe in God or not. You know, at the end of the day, we're not called to follow people. We're called to follow Jesus. Right. And these people who did the wrong things and sinned blatantly with their, it was designed to hurt people or not, doesn't matter. Sin is sin. God call a spade a spade. You know, 
in my opinion, is that a reason to walk away from the faith and say, well, if this is what Christianity is, I want no part of it. I'd say no, because that's not Christianity. Yeah. That's sinful people doing sinful things. Now, there may be some that want to walk away from the SBC, and that's totally your choice. And um, like I said, I I expect reform to happen. Right. And if it doesn't happen, then I question my role in the SBC myself. Now, there's a lot more going on with the SBC and the convention, to be honest with you, that people are, are not so sure about. Um, but you know, it's more the fact of if, if someone's going to walk away and say, well, if all these pastors could do this, I want nothing to do with it. It's more the fact of these are, these are sinners and, and this is not what the church was designed for, but you know, and there's sinners everywhere, no matter where you go. There's sinners in every church and you and I are sinners and it's saved by grace, right? Through faith. And it's not an excuse for what they did. It's a cold hearted reality of we have to find a way we have to find a way to forgive one mm-hmm. um, we have to and the forgiveness is not for them it's for us right it's to keep bitterness and hatred from growing into our our hearts um, but it is difficult and forgiving doesn't mean forgetting or putting safeguards down right mm-hmm. <laughs> we can still put safeguards up we have and, to and we need to it's right wise. exactly wise and, thing to do and we need to continue to reform the way we do things so that we are more Christ-like than we were yesterday. I think that's a good place to put it right there. I think that's it is we're constantly pursuing Jesus and the the, the goal is is one step at a time. Right. You know? Yep. So I think that that's a good good way to end it. So should we do some fun facts with Fuller to try to end this sobering conversation? These, these conversations are so hard to jump into fun facts. But, that's, right but the idea is they're they're not fun, but they're needed. Yes, they're, they are. They're needed. required, and, and we're yeah. this is that's what the whole purpose of Real Talk Christian Podcast is for is to have the real conversations, the conversations that people don't want to have, right? And this we is one that it. it's a hard conversation for Mark and I to have because we're still processing through it ourselves. I mean. We're still part of it. We're we're in the thick of it now. We may not have the congregation that is in the thick of it, but we feel for the victims, and I feel for those churches. I really do. And it's like I, I don't know how to even help them I at mean, this point right now. Hard part. And, and this person's name wasn't in the report, but stuff that came out with a former SBC leader, Paige Patterson. I mean, he was the president of the seminary I was at. Yeah, I read his books. I took his classes. Right. You know. And so this this is hard on my heart. It did, did, did yeah. to sit and know that there were so many people that were hurt and couldn't find the help mm. that they wanted. My heart breaks. My that's heart it. truly does break over all so this. We, so we, we can do better, and we need yeah. to do better, and we should yeah. do better. Exactly. I mean, that's a good way to end it, huh? Yeah. And, right. and, and, and pray for God for mercy yeah. and, and for the grace that we need to get through it. Yep. Sound good? Sounds good. Let's do some fun facts, my friend. Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> I will say that laugh always makes me feel better. <laughs> it does make me <laughs> makes me smile and think of my babies. So. Every time, man. I love it, bro. Bro, what's the fun fact to land the plane officially, well, my friend? Well, speaking of babies, did you know that a, of babies. that a newborn baby is more than three quarters water? You remember from grade school that all humans are made up of mostly water, but right, never right. more so than right after we're born. Newborn babies are 78% water, according to NASA. While adults drop down to about 55% to 60% water. Is that why babies are so squishy? That's why Is that why babies are so squishy? (laughs) You know, that might make sense. Beth, that might make sense for Nora. Because when you look at pictures of Nora, you're like, man, that girl was a walking Tootsie Roll. But she only weighed a half a pound. Well, you know. She was a lightweight Tootsie Roll. And then you look at like Lucy (laughs) and you pick her up and like Lucy looks little, but she girl, girl is solid. Right. And then you pick up like. Evie and she's just fluffy. But that's why they all roly poly and squishy. Roly poly and squishy. That's fascinating, though. Yeah. Like, I oh, knew yeah. we were mostly water, but 78%. Yeah, they're 18% more water than what we are. That's a fun fact. Did you know that your nose and your ears never stop growing? I did know that, actually. I feel bad for some people that got big old noses and big old ears. They just never stop. Are you talking about me? <laughs> anyway, nope, that was just a blanket statement, my friend. <laughs> though this was a hard conversation, thank you for joining us today on Real Talk Christian Podcast. Go check us out on all the social medias: the uh, Facebook, the uh, tweet, the Twitter, the Twitter, oh, the oh, wait, no, Twitter, Twitter, the Twitter, the Instagram, uh, YouTube. 
go ahead and go there and subscribe. Hit the bell notification so every time we're on, you guys are notified. You can, you, yep. Go ahead. Go keep oh, going. I sorry. cut you off. I cut you off, sorry, homie. I bro. thought we were going transition. I, this is this is your whole thing, man. I just like to say. I was gonna say, if you want to learn more about me and Fuller and the show, go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com. There you can find the contact form to leave a question for us to answer on the show. And if you want to be part of a faith community online, again, we're not a church. We ain't the local church, but it's a really fun RTC Facebook community that we got going on right now, man. Easiest way to get there is to go to our RTC Facebook page, go to groups, and you'll see it right there, the community. Click on it, answer a couple questions, and join in on the conversation. If you answer the questions, you're automatically in. Automatically. You're automatically Automatically. in. You can jump right in there. We post, you know, videos that are just in that group or text messages. My little lion pictures. That was was really funny. It's true. I love it. But if you listen over an Apple podcast, leave us a rating and review over there. Spotify, leave a rating. We have over 300 reviews on on Spotify, over 100 on Apple podcasts, and every single one helps us get into the ears of more listeners just like you. Anything else we got to tell before we let the people go? No, sir. I love it, guys. We, We love you. Thanks again for hanging out with us. And until next time, take it easy.